Hello, everyone, and welcome to Show Hoppers. Today we are covering Centaur World Season 2, Episode 5, Bunch of Scrunch. Well, Splurfdorf, my flu? Is that who I think it is? Swarty Jordan McWistbeans? No. Kurt? Kurt, is that you? Yeah. Yeah, it ain't me. I don't, I don't remember good voices. <laughs> uh, neither am I right now. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm working hard to get my voice out right now. It's uh, So I apologize in advance, folks. I'm still a little hoarse. <laughs> I wish I could leave you in the hole or some crap. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the show, Kurt. How are you? Uh, I'm doing a feeling equal to perhaps how i've rated the episode oh well i guess i better take a guess at what that is then hmm by the way i don't think we say enough i am a high school science teacher i have seen (laughs) centaur world all the way through several times uh and i have recruited a former student of mine and my co-host on show hoppers uh to watch this show which he was initially reluctant to watch but has seemingly started to enjoy so Let's see if that trend continues. I am going to say, I, I, I think that, I think you appreciate this episode, but I think you have two knocks on it that are going to keep you from giving it a 10. I think you gave it a nine and here's why. I think for you, it, was, there, it wasn't funny enough, although there is a lot of Jebri in it. Um, but I, I think it wasn't funny enough for you and you really wanted Zulius's backstory. So I'm gonna say you gave it a nine. Okay. Uh I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you gave it a nine. Okay. Because you, oh actually no, I take it back. Take it back. You gave it a ten. Okay. You you loved the sad people so much that you the ate it sad all up. Because that's just I guess sad tars, and then you just ate it all up. And that's because that's just what you are, Mr. Sal. You just you're just a big sad tar. You know, it's really funny because my, my kids all always, I mean, this is like a once a week thing. They'll ask each other or me or whoever, if you were one of the centaurs, what, what type of centaur would you be, dad? <laughs> like, uh, and, and then they tell me what they would be. And of course, Griffin would be a whole tar of some kind, probably a mole tar. Although he's going back and forth. Now he's thinking maybe it might be an equally horse tar. But I always say the same thing. Like, I'm a whale tar. Like, it's, I'm a whale tar. Nom nom mm. on the sadness. What kind of tar is it? What tar I want to be, or what tar no, like what, I am? What best represents you. I mean, if you're the whale tar, I feel like I have to be sunfish murder. Like whatever tar he is, <laughs> fish tar. <laughs> I feel sunfish like that's murder, what. Yeah. <laughs> what what, what, what is he then? Is he like uh, he's murder dude? Yeah, murder dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you now I definitely gave it a ten. Uh, I, I'll tell you a little bit more about why after you tell us what you I, gave it. I, I gave it a nine. I'll explain it real quick. I did give it a nine. I, my my two my two biggest complaints. I wouldn't. I, I I do wish you got Julius Flash. Like I do want to see what happened with Julius because I kind of just left that purposefully. Well, whatever. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a personal decision, so it's not that annoying. But actually, might shock you. Jebri, I did not think was too funny in this episode. Oh, interesting. Like it was kind of funny, like the, the like some of it, but like I don't know what this what's that the flu the flu the, like the s- flu the flu I okay well that, 
it's, it's S- like did not win me yeah. over yeah. but perhaps okay. but perhaps like it will be referenced in the future he did say the thing about his jacket like he lost the game like he did his jacket i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> as i remembered yeah. poor jeffrey uh, yeah. it's just a very uh, jeffrey's a very sad character it seems like to me <laughs> always bad things happen to jeffrey it's never like jeffrey gets one over someone it's <laughs> especially in this one but Okay. Well, I mean, a bunch of scrunch, the game, uh, you know, this flu and all that, it really won't be referenced after this. This is just some game that Wink probably made up uh, to keep them entertained while in the dome where there's nothing to do. Yeah, fair enough. So that, that's probably that. Now, as far as Julius's backstory goes, as far as I know, in every interview that I've heard with Megan Nicole Dong, the creator of the show, there's not an intent to to continue this story, but if she were to go back and revisit Centaur World, I believe she said that if there's any more Centaur World, it would be a Zulius backstory spinoff. Okay, I also is- Zulius's backstory intrigues me because I think there's some. Well, obviously, he was, you know, Johnny's tea time stuff was a bit yeah. of his forte, and also I, him and Splendid, right? I'm, yeah, I want I want to know what's up there. So, and also, yeah. I don't know why he's like, like, so ageless seeming or like, I guess old. <laughs> I guess in the, uh, the, I don't know him song or whatever, but I just, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, he so looks I, like the same age. <laughs> it's even, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think that they probably kind of put that on the shelf in case they want ever, ever wanted to revisit it. Fair. Okay. So that's that. I'm f- I'm fine. We're trying to figure out Zeus's backstory. I think I've done a good job mm-hmm. so far. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for me, so this episode, I had mentioned before when we were talking about uh, the cold tar episode, my tummy or hurts. I had kind of stumbled in on it. I overheard my my kids watching it, uh, and I thought, "Wow, is there more to this show than I thought there was?" When I heard Glendale singing uh, "Breathe in a Bag," I then didn't I, I didn't see any of holes part three when they when they watched that but i i i was more or less in the room the whole time while they were watching this episode for the first time and i was really distracted by this episode like i was trying to do some schoolwork or something and i kept looking up and you know catching backstories and i was like what this is is this is this a kid's show? Like, what are, what is this show that they're watching? I feel like I need to check this out. This is, this is way more than I thought it was. Um, so I, this, this is more or less the episode that convinced me I needed to watch the entire world. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, to me, there, there are four major themes of centaur world um three of which we have we've seen now the, the first is um emotional intelligence the second is mental health this one is a very prevalent theme and it's empathy right and it, it was it came up a lot in my tummy or hurts you know that ched kept dropping it empathy hmm empathy right, <laughs> right yes. yeah well they just gave their main character a superpower and her superpower is literally putting herself in someone else's situation her 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 superpower literally is empathy so i i think that's 
so impressive and so wonderful for, for this show. There's another theme that I don't want to talk about right now because I don't want to spoil too much of what's coming, but this, this, I can uh, handle I, it. No, but this, this theme of empathy, which really has, it's, it's been there. We just haven't, it hasn't been zoomed in, way in on now. It's like in your face, like, Here's our here's our our protagonist, our main character. She you know she had some magic up to this point. She had a talking tail. That was her magic big deal, and, and we haven't even seen that in like a season. At this yeah, point. I, I do miss tail. <laughs> I do not, <laughs> but you it's know, pretty funny. But what what is her power? What is her magic? It's empathy. It's literally the definition of empathy: the ability to put yourself in someone else's situation. That's what she is actually doing and i think it's just brilliant uh, i mean not only does it give us so much uh make the other characters so much more rich because we can see their backstories but it makes horse so much more rich because uh, that that's what she's good at now she is good at understanding other people i mean and, and what could be more powerful than that fair enough i'm curious to see i Oh wait, I'll, I'll I'll save that for later. Uh, never sure? mind. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm 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 saving it for later. I gotta okay. I gotta jot this down. Yeah. So this is this is definitely uh, a ten for me. This is my favorite episode of the season so far. Um, it is. I mean, it, it, like I say, this is the episode that convinced me I needed to go back and watch this whole series. So i can see why especially with the, the well that, that was an interesting outlook though because now when you watch the series from the beginning right you know oh, Durpleton and in the farts i remember that like that, well that yeah draft kid right yeah so yeah i think it'll yeah. give you a different outlook or oh it definitely does i mean oh, everything i i've been saying since the first episode that we watched together yeah. like this is I, everything I'm watching now has the context of the full series. It's got the full context that it's supposed to have. So when Durpleton farts in the second episode, and he and he and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm going," you know, I, I didn't even catch that the first time I watched this. Mm-hmm. But now it's like that means quite a lot to me, actually. So anyway, all the all those fart jokes. There's a fart song in the in the fourth episode, and what you need. And we talked about how it's just like, it's not like it's, it's enough. It's too much. And yeah. why is it farts? And, and, and what, I, to me, when I see it play out in his backstory, it's like soul crushing. It, uh, <laughs> oh yeah. We, I, yeah. We can talk about the backstory, but Mr. Sal, before we talk yeah. about the backstory. Yes. What favorite thing do you want to discuss next? Let's, let's, uh, let's do, uh, let's do our favorite scene, I guess. Okay. So I'm going to guess for you, your favorite scene was, and you've already keyed in on the fact that you want some of Zulius's backstory. I, the, the one appearance that Zulius makes in a backstory, I think your favorite scene is when the helicopter picks up Durpleton and Ched. Like that whole thing. Just when Dur- Durpleton's no, crying. Crying Ched, outside. Ched, of you. Ched, Ched, Ched uh, you know, consoles him. The helicopter shows up and picks them up, and then Zulius latches on as well, so. Horses, horses, but there is is pretty funny. Um, let me think. For you, Mister Sal, I think your favorite part is Durpleton's backstory with when when he's still in the 
house moving house, whatever that the house is. Howl's moving castle. It yeah, did remind me of that. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, it house moving castle, but house for. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think um all the house bit for Dribble Tin was your favorite, and I'll tell you right okay. now, my favorite was that. So not the the uh, Dribble the Dribbleton inside the house. The Dribbleton inside the house stuff was yeah yeah. I mean certainly, I mean certainly that is amazing, and it probably is it's right there among my favorites. But actually, my favorite is when Horse returns from Dribbleton. Uh, right through uh, all this where Ched gets way down on her. Like what you're doing is wrong. It's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and she says, you know what? You're right. Um, Ched's right. Uh, what I did was, was weird. Look, I've been selfish. I was throwing a pity party for myself, but now I see that we've all been through stuff like that. Oh, that the true empathy curve. Yeah. yeah <laughs> like, where, where she's realized, Oh, this is actually powerful magic. And I need to use this you know, for, for good, not to, you know, just for information, I got to use this for empathy. So anyway, yeah, that's, that's my favorite, but I do love everything that goes on with Durpleton as well. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bet hurt, but okay. I really thought I had that one in the bag, but you know, it is <laughs> what right. it is. We all yeah. can't be winners. If we were all winners, then Johnny's tea time wouldn't really work very well. And, you know, <laughs> I will say that the, the part that makes me cry the most is all the Durbleton's backstory. Oh, yeah. His is definitely the saddest. Oh, but, man. But that's how I picked it. His is so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, we were saying our favorite scenes. I, I'd probably say Ched's is the least sad to me. Mm-hmm. Wama Winks should be more sad, but I think it's because I've already seen it. It's not yeah. sad. And then yeah. and also we don't see much of it. It's just her singing in the bush. I mean, it is kind of yep. sad with the, the Ladybug Tar. Then Glendale's and then uh triplets mm-hmm. so yeah you know i think that ched seems the least sad but i i feel like ched there's a lot of trauma in there, is, though. Is, is is way more impacted by his backstory than like glendale is for example yeah like, we, i feel like we don't know much about glendale it didn't tell us a whole lot no no i mean i guess it told us that the stomach tells her things which uh-huh. at least going to her yeah, so, I don't know if she said that in the past before, but to me that's news. Yeah, uh, I think there's a fair chance that her parents are in there. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that sentiment though. That Ched, Ched definitely. I, I was hoping for the Ched flashbacks actually to show, um, to show what's it, the dentist or whatever, <laughs> his mother no, or, something, yeah. or something like yeah. <laughs> something to that fact, but. Right, we don't see Chet's parents at all. So I mean, mm-hmm. it may, it, you wonder where they were, what what was going on with them. I do wonder, but yeah, hey, with them. Uh, well, let's let's uh, move on. I think to our favorite song. So I think uh, I, I'm. Well, I did up to this point think that Chet's song, "My Favorite Time of Day," was your favorite song. But now, since your favorite scene is Turpleton inside the house, maybe it's that song. Nah, I think I'm going to stick with Chet's song. Favorite sad. time of day, yeah. You might think you're pretty close, but you weren't. It was Glendale's Portal Tummy song. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I, this was like a three way tie. Like, I was like, what, what am I gonna say for him? I basically just threw a bunch of stuff in the air and saw where it landed, and it landed on Chad's. So. Man, I really thought you picked the Durpleton song, but now I don't. Because now that you used the Chad song for me. Like, what if you said the Ch- No, you said the Durpleton song. You said of the course, song. I said the Durpleton <laughs> okay. song. 
<laughs> I'll say this. I, did. I the, the Chetsang I'll be honest with you, not in very much contention for me. It was mostly between the Glendale and the Dirpleton song, and it was okay. very like there's a universe where I picked the Dirpleton song instead. Like I might I might go back. Like, I went back and forth. So I might okay change it in the future, but yeah. I well, know. either way, I'm wrong, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah you picked Chet. You picked you actually picked the worst option. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what's he gonna do? That's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna change the segment to least favorite song, and then you you would have had it. So. <laughs> oh man, we uh, we did. You didn't hear that? That's what I said. Yeah, that's all good not, work. I've, I know my voice is not working, but you can go back and listen if you want. You won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you won't fact check me. I know you won't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do know you won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that bring. I, I mean, I I love the Durpleton song so much. Like, well, especially after his parents take off and he's still now nah, i mean i don't want to get too deep into this because we're going to talk about this more when we get to moments that moved me but uh, anyway I, it's a great song all right let's see here i guess we'll move on to our favorite characters uh i think yours is Durpleton. there the end wow pretty confident on that one aren't we little mr sal i don't know why i called you a little big mr sal <laughs> maybe big's not gonna be able averagely size now nah. no matter you can't you can't you can't nope, there's you can't, no way out of this you can't start any sort of size thing and then mr salad no, once, 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 once you shoe hammer a size comment in there you're stuck you, you're 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 uh you've dug your grave <laughs> you were you're right i did i did pick Dirpleton. I'll, I'll concede immediately but hey. but I'll take you down with me because you also you you also had to pick Dirpleton. Like I don't know who else you would have picked. If you picked horse, I, I, you could have picked horse. Actually, wait, well you did pick Dirpleton. Okay, good. Never mind. What? I didn't but say you, anything. You picked Dirpleton. <laughs> you picked Dirpleton. It's not only you, the the tone of your voice sounded like yeah, I I did. <laughs> uh, no, I picked horse. <laughs> I, no, because, did you yes, really? I did. Oh yeah, my because, goodness! I mean... <laughs> the empathy hero. Oh. yeah. I mean that's. It's it's that's the point. Shock. That's the whole point. Always shock with you. Always shock too. You know what? You know what? I'll write you my notes right now. Dirple tin for both of us. But maybe Mr. Sal says horse. I'm right there. I wrote it down. And still, yeah. I did say. Oh, yeah. I think I think Durpleton is the chalk. I I think that's the no, major horse. Horse is always the chalk. No, horse is not except, always except, the chalk. Except the horse is not the chalk. But in this case, horse <laughs> is the chalk. No, it's not true. <laughs> that that is. I, I think yeah, horse, horse gets the most screen time. Yeah, yes, totally agree. Make the chalk. Everybody's emotional responses to Durpleton. Everybody I know who's seen this episode, it's like I, I've, all people want to talk about with this episode is Durpleton's backstory, which is completely justified because it's soul crushing. It's heartbreaking. It's it's so sad. But remember that nothing changes for Durpleton as a result of that backstory. No, That's where he is. That. That's where he always has been. Horse is changed by that backstory. Yes. So ah, it's horse. In so, fact, th- this this <laughs> like this episode is a large part of the reason why horse is my favorite character in the series because of this because she has this superpower. Okay. Okay. Well, you you pick your chalk answer, and I'll sit here with my <laughs> my nice Durpleton answer because. You should feel sad for Dirpleton. And well, yes, it happened. I mean, it's, it's, it's about the journey and so on and so forth and us learning, right? I mean, what if all this already happened? I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this point. Suffice it to say, Mr. Sal, that I'm just pleased that you've picked horse. <laughs> yeah. 
because <laughs> I really thought it'd be Dippleton. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Not, so, <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> all right. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's all right. Uh, it's yeah. all right. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty easy to read. Usually, I mean, it's every episode starts with horse as my favorite character, and somebody else has to supplant horse. Come on, though. You know, when Durbleton <laughs> oh. like goes in, when he's singing to his dad, and his dad's singing back, but like in like his firm, like mm-hmm. I forgot his dad's name. Is it Tony? Tony Durbleton. It is Tony. Yeah, okay, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, oh, I, he calls he calls his dad Daddleton, and he goes nicknames are for whatever the inferior minded or something. Oh God! Come on, Mister Sal, you've got to pick oh, Durbleton. I mean, I guess since you said, come on. Yes. I don't have much of a choice. It works. But no. <laughs> it always works. How about this then? Uh, I'll tell you what. I will pick Durpleton if you change your rating to a 10. Can I change it back? <laughs> no. Only if I can change my character back. <laughs> uh-huh. I'll, I'll keep where I am. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, keep I'll, choose, I'll choose to hold. I'll stand. All right. I'll keep horse up on her pedestal. Okay. Fine. Oh, okay. Well, okay. We'll have to agree to disagree, Mr. Salvin. Yeah. All right. All right, let's talk about some magical moments that made us laugh. <laughs> no mulch, no thank you. Skippy card, Skippy's card, not it. Yeah, all, all this game exactly. The Skippy card is kind of like it, it looks like Linda has the equivalent of like a get out of jail free card in, the, <laughs> in Monopoly. Like you yeah. ever see that joke? Keeping one in your wallet, Mister Sal. <laughs> get out of jail free card in your in your wallet just in case like you ever need a you could whip it out and then you're good to go uh yeah no the the, the jebri like game stuff i i found it funny that jebri just randomly here like he just kind of pops yeah, up that's jebri thing he's just like oh yeah i'm here now by the way it's just whatever i guess though the game well, stuff a- i didn't think was there, there's a puffin tar there too. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, there's, like a bur- yeah, yeah. There's a puffin tar, but yeah. Anyway, all right. Uh, I, I like that. I loved. I absolutely loved when um, Glendale uh, is in her backstory, and the the statue of David pops out of her, but yeah. it's got the horse bottom, so it's a David tar. Oh my god! I lost it. I love that. That was good. That was yeah. The the, the that flashback was pretty funny in general. Or, or yeah, backstory, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad's backstory of, of him being a ball and like Magnella, like the whole Magnella bit of saying, like, "I can't see you, I can't see." You. Like I don't know why that 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 was funny, and then eventually calling him a ball. I was like, okay, I mean, it's mean, <laughs> yeah. kind of funny. So. Yeah, that, yeah, it is pretty mean, but I do love. I, <laughs> Melangela says something that really cracks me up here too. She says. Melandrew, come inside before you catch the croup, which I don't know if you are familiar with the croup, but it's, okay, it's, it's a t- it's a cough, it's a respiratory disease. So croup would be like croup cough. Um, I, 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 I never hear it anymore. Nobody ever says it. But when I was a kid, like every time I went to the doctor with a cough, they're like, yep, he's got the croup. <laughs> there's always there's always the definite article in front of it too, the croup. So when she said, come, in t- come inside before you catch the croup, I completely lost it. I was like, it was a throwback for me. That I just <laughs> I've never lost. heard that in my life. Croup, <laughs> yeah. Why did they get rid of it? Well, why did they get rid of it? I don't know. We must have, I mean, we must have gotten rid of it. I don't think so. I think it's just a, a, a term that people use that we just have substituted with something else now. But glad to see it's gone. 
I did my okay. part. I did my part. You did your part. We've done well, Mr. Cell. You guys okay. pat yourself on the back. And you know what? I also thought was funny was a uh, Ched seems to want <laughs> secretly want Zulius to kiss him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like, did, 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 <laughs> I don't even remember what he said exactly. I got to rewatch. That was actually like, really hysterical. Miss me, miss me. Now Zulius gets to kiss me. I mean, if, if, he, if he wants to. Okay. <laughs> Oh God! Is it happening? <laughs> is, is this happening? <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I love it, and uh, I, I love when Glendale calls uh, Jeffrey a tree bag. She's like, "This flute is still broken, you tree bag." <laughs> I like that. Yeah, Glendale's pretty mean. To- <laughs> Yeah, all in the name of competition, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, she's very competitive. Very, very competitive person. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Julius wanting his backstory to be known, right? The, the, oh. whole, uh, you know, the, the whole ideal yep. of it, just pretty funny. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. All right, well, that, I want to talk, want to move on, or are you? No, have no. more stuff. Okay, no. uh, how about magical moments that annoyed us? What annoyed you about this episode, Kurt? I, I think I already said it for the most. I, yeah, uh, the Jebri, just kind yeah. of a, I don't know, that, that like weird flu game they went to. Like, I just didn't think it was very funny because I didn't really know the, the game too much. I don't know. I don't know, man. Obviously, we don't know the game too much. It's just no, I don't know. It's just whatever. Okay. Yeah, I, I I was not annoyed by that, and, and in fact, there really isn't anything in this episode that really annoyed me. Yeah, I mean that's the, a small thing too. It's not like they spend a lot of the episode. Oh, right. with this like weird. It's very minor. So, and I actually kind of liked the the game show, like the '70s game show introduction to it. I, I kind of liked that because I used to watch reruns of those '70s game shows when I was a kid. Fair enough. Anyway. Well. Anyway, let's move on to magical moments that moved us. So the first one that I came across was when, um, before Horace Ever actually goes into a backstory, when she's talking to Wamawink about how she, you know, you've seen this firsthand and Wamawink discloses that she's never told anybody about this. And Horace says, you know, I'm sorry to bring it up. It must have been so painful, Wamawink, which is, Horace is not known for, setting herself her own uh, priorities aside and just letting someone else be sad or grieve. So uh, this, this is a really special moment to me when she says, I'm sorry to have brought it up. It must've been so painful. And she actually listens like, cause then Wamui talks about it. So yeah, she talked about it and then also pieces together. Oh, wait a second. You, you have powers. Yes. Uh, I guess uh, something that moved me. Right, was um, we'll go Wamo Wink's backstory inside of it. It's a pretty short one, but first of all, she sings a bit of fragile things, which is kind of okay. That there, mm-hmm. you know, there's something, but it's the ladybug tar because mm-hmm. the original time we see her backstory, right? Does she tell like the ladybug mm-hmm. tar? Oh, it's just you and me, yeah, right? Yeah, then it's yep. just her and ladybug tar, which I don't really know what the ladybug tar is trying to do, but. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really... leave, leave apparently yeah, it looks like it looks like like going to work i don't know what but yeah <laughs> yeah definitely it looks like they're going to work but yep uh i actually was was kind of moved by it was very funny but uh chad saying you know missed me missed me now zulius gets to kiss me because he's obviously got a suppressed crush on zulius that he's doesn't yeah. really talk about <laughs> yeah no something, something, something's going down there uh, um 
I would also oh, I completely forgot that. I guess I'll go with this one. Glendale, uh, Glen Glendale stuff. You know, uh, it's, it moves me in the beginning how she doesn't want to be with Wamba Wink, right? Like, oh, I don't need anyone, mm-hmm. right? Be like everyone else, right? Yo, yeah, Bram, get lost, and then kind of, you know, gets one over to Wamba Wink. And she, yeah, she would like she would like to be with Wamba Wink then. So I thought that was yeah. It's not about the fact that she doesn't want to be with her. It's that she assumes Wamba Wink doesn't want to be with her. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's touching. Um, I, I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty sad, honestly. Uh, when Ched starts crying after he gets mistaken for a ball, I mean it's silly. He's mistaken for a ball, and and it's mean. But you know he he starts to cry at that point, and it's you know, that's that's pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, it's not even like he's being mistaken for a ball. It seems like bullying at this point of yeah, air ball, <laughs> like so mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... yeah, you know, I didn't even think about it that way. Like I always just assume Melangela is like incapable of sarcasm <laughs> or, or anything. Like this, she, what she says is just the first thing that comes to her mind. You know, she sees him as a ball now but if it's what you're saying if it's bullying if like that's that is awful i mean that's, that's, that's what i took it as they're just like yeah. haha little I mean, he clearly boys. he clearly just did this really amazing tulip stepping so for her to say no you're right that was a ball like that i i think you're probably right ah, that's pretty awful tulip stepping is pretty funny though it is I will say though, Chad, I feel like has a pretty unfair advantage in tool stepping. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> He's like he probably could be one of the world's best tool stepping. Solid he has ability solid. to fly, and he's way smaller. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's fair point. Fair yeah. point. And then, of course, I mean, the the, the most moving thing is all the gerbils and stuff. But I mean, yeah, the fact the, the the fact that for for me, the most moving part of that is when. You know, he first of all, he farts and we see his father's reaction to it. And we realize that all this time that the, the, his fart trauma stems from the fact that that's what instigated his father to abandon him. I'd, I'd say my most moving part in the Dirpleton stuff would probably be after like once his father's thrown the box out. Yep. You know, says uh, I forget the exact line he sings but something of like, you know, he won't be happy until. Dipplin does what he requires him to do, or something. Yeah, I will not say anything nice until you do the things I require that you do. Yeah. Oh, so, oh my so god. And then, and then he leaves Dippleton, and then Dippleton opens like the box to reveal because oh. like, it's the toys he made. Yeah, it's a toy yeah. of his father, and it's like, oh, that that to me was really, I was like, that's really oh, like, and and not only that, I mean, he sings. <laughs> I still love you. You're the best dad. Like, I, I mean, as for his, his father literally just abandoned him. <laughs> and that's what he said, sings. I still love you. You're the best dad. Like that, Durpleton has this unconditional love for this man who, I, I mean, is the worst thing that could have ever happened to him. Tony. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, cr- it's crushing. It's crushing. Uh, I, I do, uh, I, I get very emotional also when, Durpleton runs down the stairs to leave the house to get the box and horse says Durpleton no like, mm-hmm. it is because we see horse's reaction to it which is like I, you know again this is not something we're used to seeing from horse but her emotional attachment to this herd is, is really uh, it, it's moving 
fair enough. Um, and then, then at the you know after the house leaves, Durpleton says to Chad, "You get a Durple hug, right?" And Chad doesn't want it, but then he warms up to it, and it's it's a really beautiful moment. Yeah, no, the eh, that, that that's all sweet, and then we get the well, I presume is Glendale's helicopter. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed, Glendale's helicopter. She she has a license, you know. I don't know if she had a license, but I guess you kind of have to if you keep a helicopter on <laughs> on standby. So, oh yes, yes indeed. Well, all uh, right. that, that's that's all I have to say for the movement. Yeah, me uh, too. Me too. Say. Let's let's move on to the uh, magical moments that made us think about emotional intelligence and mental health. Uh, certainly, uh, early on in the episode, when we have uh, Wamwang's backstory, Horse says, "Oh, it's your first moment of over overbearing misguided affection." So. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, Wamawink clearly is someone who needs to nurture others. And I don't I don't know what she was like before she lost her herd. Uh, but I can only assume that she was either heavily nurtured or someone who did a lot of nurturing. And now she's just desperate to find people to nurture. Yeah, so. fair enough. I'd say even uh, before that, like, I mean, it's more of just what we've been seeing with horse, but uh you know, horse is literally in a hole, and then even when they get horse out of the hole, she's <laughs> kind of, kind of feeling bad, in general because she's bad at this whole centaur world stuff. But you know, I'm bad at centaur world. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Which is, I mean, not, not I mean, that's either. that's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty uh, despondent statement, considering like that's where you are. That's how you're living. You you live in centaur world right now. To say that you're bad at it is like I'm bad at everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like working a job. Going, I'm bad at this, but like, yeah, I mean, maybe you are, but it doesn't seem like a horse. I mean, you're you're, you're, yeah, you're here, a... and everyone everyone's <laughs> fine with you here. Like, it's it seems like it's yeah. going pretty well, but yeah, yeah, yeah just her perspective of it. So. Yeah, there's a lot about a lot about consent in this episode. Yes. Um, certainly, uh, you know, at one point, Wamawink says to to horse, "You can't just torpedo into your friend's brain. Ask first. Which I, honestly. It's, I think, a wonderful way to get the message across to kids who might be watching. Like, it's that is not your body. You need consent to approach it, right? Yeah, you can't just so, do whatever you want. Yeah, right. Uh, and that theme plays out throughout the entire episode. You know, Duzulius, he's 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 um, what did he, what does she say? I don't know the wording, but yeah, he's he's giving permission. He's he's giving permission. Yeah. So I mean that that theme is is pretty heavy throughout this whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you, you had already mentioned this when we were talking about moments that moved us. But uh, what Glendale says to Wamawink is, "You should just go. Everyone else does," which is like I mean, super sad. But I mean, clearly Glendale has some abandonment issues that uh, play out in her kleptomania. I- Oh, I'm curious to see if there's also like the mental health side of that. Like, so Glendale, like the way Glendale sings a song to me sounds like the like she feels as though the whole is actually talking to her and yep. like pulls her to do things. So, you know, I I mean I'm not like a I don't know it's like I can't diagnose her or anything, but like that seems nah, like some either. pretty yeah. that seems like some pretty like big like mental health uh, problems though. Well, yeah, yeah, that probably stemmed from feelings of abandonment. Probably, right? yeah, or however, yeah, however, yeah. I mean, yeah. again, we, I don't know. I, I suspect that she shoved her parents into that 
portal time. It, it sounds like she did. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the portal time know, we told her to. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah. And, but I, I mean, I again, I don't know a lot about kleptomania, but I imagine that probably is a large part of what it feels like. Like there's just something in you telling you all the time. You yeah, take that's that. true. Yeah, yeah. So just like an urge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But you know what? Wamawink responds to this, which is, I, I think, just amazing. The way she responds, she says, "I don't think your magic is a burden at all." Uh, so magic is the gift that these centaur worlds or that these centaurs have in centaur world, right? Um, and I, I don't know if you have you seen Encanto. No, that's the new like okay. Pixar or Disney movie. It's Disney. not. It's not Pixar. It's just Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, but I, I mean, the the message, the the primary message and theme of Encanto is that we are more than our talents, more than our gifts. Like that, like you, you're worthy of love, not because of the talents and gifts you have, but because you're just worthy of love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. I feel like plays right into what Wamwick's saying here. I don't feel like your magic is a burden at all. Like so, Wamawink is is showing Glendale this unconditional love, despite this magic that she has a problem with. Um, that she she feels like makes her unlovable. You know, you <laughs> should just go. Everyone else does. And Wamawink says, you know, your magic's not a burden at all. Uh, so that's pretty amazing to find to be able to connect with someone that will love you despite your flaws or even despite your talents and abilities that's that's something well okay yeah no i definitely agree with that mm-hmm. fair enough uh derpleton do you want can, can do or do you want to do anything with chad i just want to do a little bit with chad um okay. when horse comes back from chad uh she says i would never treat you the way the horse tars did you're a yeah. good tulip stepper and she she kisses him on the on the head uh-huh. Uh, which is like i mean to, to have someone I mean, this maybe should have probably been more under moments that moved me rather than talked about emotional intelligence and mental health but i guess emotional intelligence like that's that's horse demonstrating emotional intelligence right it's i mean Chet is like, yeah Chet, why Chet, Chet hates horse tires yeah Chet is screaming at her and she could just scream back if she wanted to but she says you know i never treat you like that i understand why you are so uh, you hate horse tars so much um and, and she even compliments him, you know, you're a good tool of stepper actually uh, and, and then you know kissing him on the head is like i mean he doesn't even know how to respond to it so you know sometimes uh when, when people are th- are that angry with you what they need is your your recognition and love not so much uh, a fight they're not looking for a fight they're looking for affirmation i just realize this is completely off the beaten track. So are you are you good with the the Ched? Yeah, I'm good because oh, I forgot to mention a funny moment. Oh, like a, a potentially an annoyance. I don't know how you want to yeah. label it says, but at some point, uh, Ched like so when the horse actually after horse gets out of Wamba Winks backstory and she's trying to get into Ched's and Ched's kind of running away from her and accuses her of being like a maybe it's before he's running away but basically accuses her of being a dream farter right <laughs> like oh you're a dream farter she refutes it however in Wamba Winks backstory she did fart she doesn't refute it does she I maybe she doesn't refute it but she did fart so maybe she didn't refute oh yeah it. 
but, but Cheddar accuses him, and I thought, I thought, so maybe this is the annoyance part here. I was hoping that there'd be a bet that like she farts in every single like backstory, right? So like that's right, but no, that didn't actually happen. So yeah, but then, you know, actually, uh, one of the things that Megan Nicole Dong said about the farting in the backstory was, you know, she they were wondering what it would do to you physically to travel into somebody's backstory, and she said there must be a gastrointestinal reaction to doing that so that's where the fart comes from which is the only once though well yeah but she's only we've only seen her use it in this episode right i guess yeah you're right but i, I, so, I yeah i guess yeah you do, do it once to get out of your system and you're good to go for at least for the bet i see well right anyway anyhow um yeah but yeah that's a good point so um the, I guess I wasn't quite done with Chad because we had just talked about the the bullying aspect of it, and and you know, Chad is right now a pretty aggressive character. He's probably the most aggressive character in oh, the yeah. herd, right? Um, but he's also been bullied, like really bullied, and we, we've all we've said before, bullying begets bullying. Right. So it's that that's that's clearly a function of that. Um, when Horace gets back from Ched's backstory, uh, she does she says to uh I think I think Mommelie, but it's really generally to the whole herd, you know, this magic is powerful. Uh, and of course, the magic is empathy. So when she comes back and says that, she's saying to the audience, empathy is powerful, which is exactly the message that I want my kids to hear. So I love that. Everything's a good thing to have. Yeah, I would definitely. That's a stuff. So you were an employer and someone on their, um, I guess I, I used to I'm going with this on their resume. Only mm-hmm. trick they put was empathetic. I, there, I mean, there are certain jobs where I can imagine that would be a really uh, great thing to put on a resume. I, I, I'm with that. I guess. Man, I don't want to think about resumes. That stuff. So anyway, <laughs> actually, that's actually, yeah. So let's, let's like get, get my little bubble there. Let's just let's just move on, Mr. Sal. To <laughs> let's move on. The Dumpleton's traumatic yes, uh, upbringing, which is like, I mean, there's so much to say about Dumpleton stuff here. There's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I guess one bit I'll talk about is like his parents show like at the best disinterest, at the worst like contempt like they just yeah. especially tony his mom just seems disinterested but tony's like yeah so annoyed by him yep every aspect yeah i mean there's 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 not a there's not any affection there no at all no no and, i mean especially and, when he tasked legas kicked him out oh yeah i mean it's you know we're we can assume i think that this is just once in a series of events just like this right this is just the the last of these events yeah like they yeah they weren't just having like a nice dinner and then like he like stubbed his toe when he was in like a bad mood and now Durpleton, mm-hmm. and he's having a migraine and now Durpleton's doing all the singing and it's yeah. yeah yeah i think we can assume that this happens all the time and this was just the last straw that that uh tony Durpleton uh couldn't take anymore yeah apparently what gets me the most i i i might be misremembering the scene though is um right before he throws out the box he's like complaining but Mm -hmm. he just he cuts himself short when he like i don't know if he sees the box and cuts himself short or if he cuts himself short and looks at the box 
but he like, cuts himself short it seems like to me and then just picks up the box and throws it out well so uh, if i'm if i'm remembering correctly like the, there's this whole back and forth song yeah where yes. you know uh Derpel's saying please sir uh you know i maybe you can you and i could have a heart to heart uh and tony Derpleton is saying you know quiet yeah, can't no, you see no, i'm no. trying to read like stop the noise get, go be silent somewhere like uh, all this awful stuff right and in, in, in the, the part, yeah yeah in the middle of the song your know, derpleton says maybe you and i could have a heart to heart once i learn how to control my and then he doesn't get to say fart he's farts he just farts and when he does it's like that's it no son of mine is is the only line that he says yeah. he says derpleton that's disgusting no son of mine and then he's in that moment yeah to, to me he's trying to think of a way to punish Derpleton for farting mm-hmm. right because that's like all this noise was insufferable and now you've done that not only is that insufferable it's disgusting like how can I punish you oh look you you clearly are attached to this box you're holding here it's gone now <laughs> oh you want to go with it fine Dang, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but uh, the, the deeper issue here I think is Derpleton wants so badly to impress him and so badly to have a relationship with him. You know, we just covered Dexter New Blood, right? Which I'm I'm not going to say too much about Dexter New Blood on (laughs) on this show. Okay. But so much of that season, like the whole point of that season was that the relationship between kids and their parents is very, very complicated. And the lengths to which kids will go to to get the approval of their parents is pretty far. I mean, kids need the, it's a necessity. Like they need that approval, at least to some extent. And he's getting none of it. Yeah, no. And yeah, he's, he's definitely looking for it, especially in the whole music. I mean, he's constantly trying for it. And even when he loses it at the end, when um, I guess seemingly loses it, when uh, Tony goes off in his little moving house, he's still, you know. Yeah, still talking good about his dad. So I, I mean, we just had Wink say, "I don't think your magic's a burden at all." To to Glendale, like a, a display of unconditional love. Well, if you're going to get unconditional love from anybody, it's going to be your parents. You in most circumstances, and so when a child doesn't get that, I mean, that's just devastating. It it it, it is such a necessary thing for a child to feel like they are deserving of love and that they are loved yeah i i don't know if you i i've talked about this with you before but one of my favorite podcasts is freakonomics right they, they did a, maybe 10 years ago they did a, a podcast on parenting actually um and one of the things that they did they looked at a lot of studies on parenting and they, they discovered that almost nothing you can do as a parent has a definitive impact on how your kids will turn out except love them like if a child feels loved that has measurable uh impact on them in the future uh almost nothing else that you can do as a parent does wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just good for freakonomics i mean they're yeah those guys yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I listened to that episode, I cried. Like, like I, I was a new parent at the time. My, yeah. my youngest son was like not even one. I don't think maybe he was one, or my, my oldest son. Sorry, my oldest son was maybe one. Uh, and when I listened to that episode, and I just, I just cried because I, it was like, wow, that, that is powerful stuff to know. Like, I, I, there are so many things I can do to screw up. Okay, but the one thing that I have total control over is making them feel loved. And if I can make them feel loved, that's the most positive outcome I could ever hope to get to give to them. So, uh, well, yeah, that's, that's, that's very unfortunate that Tony did not listen to that podcast. And he's I mean, reading he's... That, that newspaper, that, the econ, <laughs> the, what's it, economist? Economist. Economist. There you go. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yes. almost on the right track yeah yeah he was, he was not, so close so close. Think, what's, what's the i'm trying to think of like a it's steven dubner right i'm trying to remember yes trying to steven remember. dubner yeah I'm trying, I'm trying to remember i'm trying to think of a <laughs> centaur name for him but i couldn't so whatever <laughs> steven dubner. i mean it's, it sounds uh, i mean <laughs> steven doubleton right <laughs> <laughs> or dubnerton <laughs> there we dubnerton. go there you go yeah got it nice one yeah nice yes i love it anyway all right oh anything else you want to say about jerpleton and his dad no i mean i think i think we we've we've come to a okay a consensus of how 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 he is as a father okay so uh, they're they're again pushing the breathing exercises since our world is because when ched sees him crying you know everyone's jerk well maybe not you 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 might be okay but everyone else jerks and he says, come on, buddy, now, deep breaths. And Durplin takes some deep breaths and says, I feel better now. Now, I, in that situation, I don't know how much deep breaths are really going to help. But the point is to display this behavior. Like, here's a character who's upset. Focus on the breathing. And it does help. You know, we just had an episode where Glendale sang a whole song about it. So uh, breathing exercises do work. I don't know if this, I don't, I think this is a kind of an extreme example where it might not work in this case, but, <laughs> but it's a good, a solid point to make that when you get upset like this, if you can focus on your breathing and do these breathing exercises, it can help. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So, all right. And then of course the helicopter comes in to pick them up. And I don't know if you caught the lyrics of the song that they sing. This is a really short little song. Uh, it's actually a reprise to the Friendship Boats song. Way back I knew it was familiar. One. I was like, what is yeah. this reprise? Also, yeah. I, I got to ask, when um, Durpleton sings to his father, he, yeah. I, he says in there, I don't want to be a dum-dum, which is a lot like the... Um, yes. Please, sir. I don't want to be a dum-dum. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So... I don't know if this is why this episode's so good. Like, if you remember back to that, where does food come from song? Like, he's singing to Horace, please, sir. And Horace is not a sir. sir, Yeah. Yeah. And I always wonder, like, why is he saying sir to Horace? This is ridiculous. What is happening right now? Um, But then when you hear him singing it here, it's like, oh my God, he's like flashing back to his father. Like, it's so sad. It's like, it's unbelievable. Like I, I, I D- Durpleton had depths in season one that we couldn't have possibly known about until we see this episode. Yeah, I think you had an unfair thing for watching this series. I, yeah. I already have seen this Durpleton episode. Is that it? Yeah, I yeah. would have probably liked Durpleton a lot more. Probably we still not a ton in season one. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, this is and this is one of the reasons why I say like 
rewatching with the full context of the full series is a, a completely different experience than watching it the first time. Uh, and a lot of that's because so much is predicated on backstories. So like you, you've got everybody's backstory now, at least a, a piece of it. You know, with Derpleton, you probably have a little right. more. Yeah, we don't have Zulius. We have, we have had snippets of Zulius, but yeah, not yeah. not an entry into the backstory. But anyway, they sing this reprise to to uh, Friendship Boats. They say, for every child, for every orphan child who's abandoned, we find new family units to land in. Helicopter mother above us, we're your brand new sons and you'll love us. Okay, so uh, there's there are a couple things I want to pick apart in there. Um, we find new family units to land in. Uh, that's just perpetuating this theme of found family and the importance of it. Uh, but then they call, they actually, they put Wink in a helicopter and call her a helicopter mother. Like, are you familiar? <laughs> just, yeah, yeah, helicopter. Yeah, yeah. The act of like being, dare I say, too protective of your kids and like sheltering them off too much. You're right. That's a helicopter yeah. parent. You're, you're, you're too overbearing, I should say, right? You're always yeah. like, you're always them do their of- own thing kind of hovering there above everything watching you know they're not doing (laughs) yeah they're not doing they're not doing anything without you knowing it because you're always hovering there right (laughs) that's a helicopter parent so they literally call her helicopter mother and put her in a helicopter (laughs) that's good oh boy anyway and of course like the line that sums up this episode best i think is ched's right what i did was weird Look, I've been selfish. I was throwing a pity party for myself. But now I see that we've all been through stuff, which is like, that's the whole point is we've all been through stuff. And we have to try to understand what we've all been through. Because in understanding our experiences, we can understand why we behave the way, act the way, are the way that we are now. Well, Mr. Sal? Yes. How do you have anything else? Uh, let's uh, I'm I'm good. How about you? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm good for now. I have some stuff to say after the fact. But I would okay. I am intrigued to see how your 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 children may have felt about the episode. Oh yeah, let's check it out. Here we are again, having just finished Centaur World season two, episode five. Bunch of scrunch. Bunch of scrunch. Yeah. So. Let's talk to Griffin and Hugo about what their favorite things about the episode were and how they felt about it. Griffin, on a scale from one to five, what would you rate Bunch of Scrunch? Five. Five out of five. Five. Hugo, five out of five. Wow, good one. All right. And Griffin, who was your favorite character in this episode? Durpleton. Durpleton. Durpleton, Durpleton. Specifically, Durpleton, Durpleton. Because there's um, what was his name? Tony Durpleton. Tony Durpleton. And I don't know the mother's name though. I don't know, just He's something Durpleton. Yeah, Durpleton is your favorite character. How about you? Durpleton, Durpleton. Also Durpleton. No, I didn't. Dur- Durpleton, Durpleton. Yeah, I hated Durpleton. his parents. Oh, Durpleton, Durpleton. They were pretty awful, weren't they? Durpleton, yeah, they Durpleton, were. Durpleton. They threw his toy out the window and um. You know what? I don't want to be on that subject right okay. now. Okay, all right. Well, can you tell me about a favorite scene that you have from this episode? Yes, okay. Durpleton's backstory. Oh, it's so sad, isn't it? Uh-huh. Does that count as your song? Hugo, do you have a favorite scene from this episode? I love when Ched, I love when Ched is wearing the mask. When Ched is wearing the mask? That's I, really funny. I so. also had another favorite scene. Okay. When Molly just is like, she's 
horses like can melangela see me <laughs> and she's like no i can't see you <laughs> it makes you think huh <laughs> <laughs> and do you have a favorite song in this episode why yes i do and what is it please sir please sir no it's the, the best, best dad the best dad is the best name dad. Of the song. yeah is that your favorite song too hugo or do you have a different favorite song different favorite song. what's your favorite song the one that Gondel sings. Uh, portal my, Tommy and Me. My Portal Tommy yeah. and Me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just Portal Tommy. It's just and Portal and Tommy. Yeah. Portal Tommy and Me. Very, very, very sorry to make that gigantic mistake that totally changes the meaning <laughs> of the song. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, yeah, she. Adding that possession in there. Oh man, changes everything. Okay, uh, Griffin. Anything else you want to say about this episode? No, you um, forgot yeah. song. No, that's what we just talked about. Favorite song. Portal Tummy and Me? Oh, yeah. The best ad. I would like to say Durbleton and Ched's backstory. And also Wombowings were the saddest. So the only Glendale's was not the saddest. Glendale's was <laughs> not very sad. Oh, okay. All right. Even because though she probably they... shoved her parents into her portal tummy? <laughs> you never <laughs> thought about that, did you? <laughs> and also, I kind of wish we saw Zulius's. Oh, I know that's a good point. Hugo, anything An else? Alley. Oh. Imagine it. An alley, a top hat. I want to take back my ratings for days. Okay. I want to take back my ratings. Take you back your ratings? Okay, Ch- change them. Go for a it. Thir- a, thir- um, a two and a half. What? Two and a half out of five? Yeah. You don't like this episode? No, I like the episode. I was trying to split the half and I'm trying to split it in half. Oh, what? So it's the halfest. So half you because liked and half you didn't like? Yes. Oh, okay. Which half did you like? All the fit, all the, all the backstories. Mm-hmm. And the part that I didn't like was that Zulius, you didn't see the Zulius's backstory. <laughs> I know, it's sad. I also liked where, um, where Glendale's like, Skippy's card, Skippy card. <laughs> All right, we better call it there and we'll be back to talk about episode six, The Ballad of Becky Apples. Uh, no, season two, episode six. Season two, episode six, excuse me. Look at Hugo. Look at Hugo <laughs> using fractions at age six. <laughs> You're proud, aren't you? I am proud. <laughs> <laughs> what did we just learn about fractions? He's like, I got to use this now. <laughs> that's good uh, that, that's good I'm, I'm except for the next episode ballad of becky apples i wonder, I wonder who's going to start talking now <laughs> but i have some i have some predictions okay predict away. Marks are, right which all but before i predict i do want to say Chiselle, perfect scores from your kids for this episode perfect scores. no hugo cut it down to two and a half cut down i forgot you know then he has to be <laughs> yeah yeah you're right never mind yeah what's perfect scores then he half was it's fair but, if you like half the episode, you give it half a rate, like a, <laughs> half the rating. Uh, it depends on how you feel about the other half. If you're ambivalent toward the other half, I don't think that's fair. If you hate the other half, I think that's fair. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. that aside. Uh, by the by, the way, per- perfect scores across the board, except for this guy on the other end of my line here. <laughs> me, me. Yeah, that'd be you. <laughs> I have a name. This guy entered my line here. This guy, you wouldn't believe this guy. Outrageous <laughs> he is. Oh. It is outrageous that you didn't give this a ten out of ten. No, anyway, that's not outrageous. At, outrageous. Least, at least I didn't. At least I didn't go. Hey, I only like the backstory parts. Five. <laughs> <laughs> that would heartbreak you. You'd be well. Anyway, 
anyway, here, here, here's some things I believe. Yes. I feel like we will see this one. I'm not too confident on, but I, I take it back. I don't think we will, but I'm hopeful. I, I we might, and I, I hope we do. I hope we get to see the, the little toy Dripleton made of, of his dad. Mm-hmm. I hope we see that again. Okay. So that's not so much a prediction as a hope. Yeah. I Well, I predict it. I'll predict it. But it's a prediction right. based not on, like, it's based on hope. That prediction. All right. So, okay, there's that one. Number two, I think I've said it in the past, but I'm going to really formalize it. We will get to see inside Glendale's tummy at some point. Okay. At some point, we will see inside of it. I also wonder if it can be like the hungry caterpillar. Like, what if Glendale tries to go into her own tummy? <laughs> how she's she's able to will things out, but like anyway, that's fine. We don't have to get to that. So there's that. Number three, West Covina. I forgot, I forgot the exact West name. West Covina, yeah. Covina, okay, yeah. Will return. I think that's fair. I don't know. I think that's a pretty safe one. Maybe not safe. I think I think we'll see something on West Covina, whether they'll actually be there or just referenced. Uh, but number four. This is the what I thought about earlier in the episode, and then I wanted to put it here as a, as a little stake in the flag. Uh, is since you're talking about empathy, is that horse's superpower? I think horse will run into the nowhere king uh, to empathize him. Oh, interesting. And when a bold claim. I mean, uh, her power is empathy, so she empathizes by empathizing people, which just sounds so, weird. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so you, you you're saying to empathize with the Nowhere King or to give the Nowhere King empathy? No, see that that then that's the problem with what I've made up there. No, to, so she can get, uh, so she can understand the Nowhere King. Oh, we'll I see. see what we'll, we'll see what goes from there. Maybe, maybe, maybe it will cause the Nowhere King to empathize. But it uh, the for her when she empathizes, I mean, I guess yeah, you get you get the whole gist of that. I'll leave that there. Gotcha. And, and hopefully she'll learn about the woman. Oh, I wonder if she'll run into the woman. Oh, wait Aww. a second. Yeah, why not? Fooey too. Yeah, she'll she'll try to run into the woman. I'll say she'll try to. I don't know if we'll be successful or not, but she'll give it a good whirl. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we haven't seen the woman in a long time. Like no, this whole it's, season. It's actually very <laughs> annoying to me. <laughs> well, I I got I gotta I gotta put a minor, a minor damper on all of those predictions because none of them will happen in the next episode. Oh the next episode, episode six, the ballad of Becky Apples is entirely in the human world and there is no music okay well that's fine i mean there's there's scores but we we won't be able to do uh favorite song next episode okay no favorite song so be it mm-hmm. but that's that's fine though michelle no no worries because it'll still be the episode seven which i don't know the title that's fine and everything is back on the table for episode seven the hootenanny oh the hootenanny <laughs> that, that, there's hope there's hope for running into people seeing dad dolls and glendale tell me okay i'm there's hope there's hope for me yet mr sal but that's okay. all that, that's all i have to say all right so with that folks we thank you for listening as always we appreciate your listenership we appreciate your ratings and reviews we appreciate your subscriptions downloads likes follows all that good stuff we appreciate you sharing the podcast uh, with anybody that you know who might be interested and even people who might not be interested because honestly, I think everybody could find something to like about Centaur World. So put them onto Centaur World, put them onto our uh, podcast for analysis. Uh, we do appreciate all of that. If you'd like to contact us, it's showhopperspodcast at gmail.com. And folks, we will look forward to talking to you next week. 
for season two, episode six, The Ballad of Becky Apples, and season two, episode seven, The Hoot and Nanny. Kurt, you're actually a pretty good podcast co-host, a solid B minus. F. 